Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. As the 2015 campaign enters the final stretch, our beloved took on Lovey Smith and the Bucks, looking to avoid a four-game losing streak and end their season on a positive note. Could the Bears win Lovey Bowl 2, or did they fall short once again? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 16 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Much like the sound of this show, the game on Sunday between the Bears and the Bucks was not pretty, but we got the result that we were looking for. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the Week 16 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Still home uh, in Chicago. Looks like the roads have cleared up, so I'm probably going to try to head home uh, back to the Quad Cities uh, a little bit later on uh, today. Um, but... Um, just wanted to get the show done while I'm sitting here, um, you know, on my downtime uh, here. Got the, the house to myself. Uh, my mom, who I've been staying with while I was in town, off to work. So it's just me and the puppy, Buckshot, who may occasionally bark at nothing. So maybe you'll hear that in the background uh, from time to time. But um, the uh, when I posted yesterday on Facebook that I didn't have everything I needed uh, to get the show done, uh, I didn't bring the cord that I use because as you guys know, to give the knee-jack reaction a little bit of a different sound, I record it on a mini recorder and then record that into my computer to uh, edit into the into the show. I didn't have the, the cord to record the, the knee-jerk reactions into the computer. So while we do have knee-jerk reactions this week, the, what they're going to sound like is me holding this crappy $10 Kmart microphone up to the little speaker on the mini recorder so that you can hear the knee-jerk reaction. So, you know, if it sounds like I'm inside of a tin can or whatever right now, it's because I'm using that cheap $10 Kmart mic to record the show now because I want to get it done for you guys and get it out before, uh, you know, before you stop caring about this game and start worrying about the Bears uh, and the Lions. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I didn't – I thought that uh, I didn't – know that the weather was going to come in the way that it did yesterday. I fully expected leaving about this time, about 11 o'clock uh, Monday morning, to head back to the uh, to the Quad City area, uh, you know, record the show Monday night and so on and so forth with all of my regular awesome equipment that I have, not this, <laughs> not this crappy $10 Kmart mic that I have and uh, holding it up to the mini recorder and all the rest of that stuff. So just bear with me this week when we do the preview and the review for Week 17. We'll be back to uh, back to normal again and back to sounding uh, professional and awesome once again. So, But I wanted to get this one out and get it done because I don't know what time I'll be getting home today 
or what the roads outside of the Chicago area are like. So maybe it's going to take me longer to get home than I originally planned or whatever. So uh, here we are. So now that we got that out of the way, this is a victory episode, folks. How about that? The Bears on a three-game losing skid finally put one in the win column against Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers. And, you know, with the way that we played the last couple of weeks, especially against Minnesota uh, and Washington, I just didn't know if we had anything left to bring to the table against Tampa uh, on Sunday. And in the beginning, it kind of looked like I was right. You'll hear me talk about it in the first quarter uh, knee-jerk reaction. Uh, the sun, even though it was out and bright in, in Tampa, wasn't exactly shining on the Bears, you know, in that first quarter. Uh, you know, we were basically dead on offense, on defense. You'll hear me say we were awesome on first and second down. But if it was third and 13, the Buccaneers got 16 on third down and somehow were able to move the chains. Now, granted, we did a lot of bend but don't break in the first quarter. The only points the Bucks scored were off of a, uh, a punt block and a Doug Martin, you know, touchdown run on the very next play uh but you know it was not looking pretty uh at the end of the first quarter you hear me even mention something that it did look like and uh something that we hope not to uh to revisit after we got through it way back in the beginning of the season major reaction to the first quarter the bears and the bucks and yeah, uh, not good. Uh, offense has been uh, on pace thus far to uh, set the 10 punt record. They said week three against the Seahawks, all punts, and any progress has been negated by a penalty uh, one way or the other. And then uh, the only points of the quarter go to the Buccaneers after a special teams blunder. Uh, LeRoy Reynolds, who has been... I, you know, didn't know the guy existed until a couple weeks ago when he cost the Bears a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, the guy always seems to be coming up when mistakes are being made, and he made plenty. He made a plenty big one today. He let his uh, his defender run free. He blocked the punt. Uh, for uh, on Pat O'Donnell, and uh, one play later, Doug Martin runs it in to make it seven nothing, and that's pretty much been it. Uh, the Bears have been awesome on first and second down on defense, and then on third down, whatever the Bucks need, they tend to get about two or three more uh, than that. Uh, it has been very uneventful up to this point on offense because there's no Alshon Jeffrey or anybody like that. Uh, you know, Jake Cutler is like nine for 10, but he's thrown for like 50 yards. He's like five yards here, four yards there. Uh, nothing uh, of, of, you know, of note up to this point. So the Bears are only down seven, nothing. I believe Tampa Bay has the football at the moment and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. But if it, if this is any indication, it's going to be a, a long and boring game. God, that sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, uh, we're going to get through it, folks. Just like I said, just bear with me. We'll be back to normal uh, later on this week when the weather will allow me to return home to where all my stuff is. Um, but, you know, like I said, after that first quarter, uh, we were, you know, three and out. We weren't moving the football. Winston and the Buccaneers uh, weren't able to finish their drives, but at least they were moving the chains and, and so on and so forth. Uh, it looked like we were back at it again with the whole stagnant on offense, you know, folding on defense kind of thing. But in the second quarter, everything changed. Everything changed. We were able to uh, start moving the football a bit on offense and something that's been missing sorely from this team over the you know, over the course of the entire season, actually. I mean, I wonder if you wouldn't even have double-digit takeaways for the entire season. But, um, you know, nonetheless, the Bears started taking the ball away from Tampa Bay and turning that into points, and it led to a pretty decent second quarter 
for our beloved. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Bucks in the second quarter, and it's much better after two than it was after one, that's for sure. The Bears bouncing back in the second quarter to take the lead 13-7 to before the half. The Bears actually got a call to go for them for a change. The Bears got a face mask penalty on Tampa Bay on what was going to be a, a deflection interception by a defensive lineman for the Buccaneers. The Bears get the ball back and run it down the field with a uh, Kadeem Carey touchdown to make it 7-7. Then later on, a forced fumble on Doug Martin. Uh, in later in the second quarter, the Bears take that. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Down, but the thing that is rearing its ugly head once again are the Bears' inability to finish drives. In the red zone, because the Bears got the ball back on a short field. The Bears' defense playing very, very well after uh, the first quarter. Um, keeping the ball um, on a short field, Mariani was, got a punt like at the 50. The Bears take that ball down all the way to the four-yard line, but once again, can't get it into the end zone. Eddie Royal dropped the touchdown pass, hit him right in the chest uh, in the end zone. But again, we settled for field goals, so it's 13-7 to when it should most likely be like 21-7 to at this point point. Uh, the Bears are in, are in firm control at this point. 20 minutes time of possession to 9 minutes for the Buccaneers. That's more what we were talking about before. Remember we were saying on the preview show, it's been a long time since you see the Bears hang on to the ball, methodically move it down the field, and we're seeing what we, what we were seeing earlier in the year. We were kind of dominating, moving the chains, keeping the ball, dominating the clock, and so on, and we're also seeing that problem of getting the ball inside the red zone and then not being able to um, you know, complete the deal. So, because right now, all it's going to take is one touchdown, and Tampa Bay's back in the lead uh, of this football game when it should be at least a two-score game uh, at this point. So, we'll see how it goes. Tampa Bay starts with the football in the second half, and uh, I'm liking our chances at this point. We'll see how it goes from here. Talk about a tale of two quarters from the way that I sound all doom and gloom at the end of the first quarter to all of a sudden liking our chances at the end of the second just tells you how quickly things can change. And remember last week, I kind of beat it into the ground. The whole the whole, the whole, whole tide of the game just seemed to shift. Even on the second play of the game with that Hironis Grasso holding penalty that brought back that big run from Forte, got the Bears inside the red zone against Minnesota last week, you kind of felt like the overall game shifted on that face mask penalty because it took away a huge turnover for Tampa Bay. And in fact, it turned out to be the only turnover that Tampa Bay could have gotten in the game because the Bears um, officially 
the Bears officially never turned the ball over uh, in the game. That uh, when that face mask penalty negated that uh, that pass deflection slash interception uh, for the Buccaneers that got them deep in the red zone. Uh, on the Bears. The Bears took that drive into the end zone. Kadeem Carey scored his first of two touchdowns uh, in the game, and, and that pretty much set the ball rolling uh, for the Bears. We got a fumble from Doug Martin uh, in the game. Jonathan Anderson was able to knock the ball loose uh, on that one. And, you know, just the, the Bears did a much better job on defense bottling up uh, the Buccaneers. It was more of a contain thing, especially in the run game. Doug Martin, who was the second leading rusher in the football game, 49 yards rushing on the ground on 17 carries. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure we saw much of him after he fumbled the football. So, I mean, I think that uh, after he fumbled, either the Bear or the Bears, the Bucks, started rotating uh, their running backs more or Doug Martin didn't come back out again because I don't remember hearing from Doug Martin after he fumbled the football, uh, especially when he did it again in the third quarter. But, um, you know, the second quarter, uh, the Bears were started to take control of the football game. Like I said, 20, 20 minutes time of possession to nine, a more methodical uh, move the chains, bleed the clock dry kind of uh, approach, especially with the fact that we didn't have Alshon Jeffrey, that for some reason we've never tried to hit Eddie Royal downfield. I mean, I know it's happened once or twice, but we're, we're trying to get this little tiny shifty guy across the middle of the field where he's getting murdered. Uh, every week instead of trying to get him downfield you know get him to the outside some that's where he had his success in his rookie year with with Cutler that's where he had his success in his best years uh, in in San Diego especially last year he had a very good year with San Diego before he hit free agency and came to us we're not using him the way that those teams did and you know he had his best year since his rookie year with Cutler last season and that's what got him his deal with the Bears so uh, we're not using that guy correctly and uh, granted, he did drop a touchdown pass that hit him right in the chest. But, you know, overall, it's been a kind of a bust season for Eddie Royal because of the injuries. And number two, I don't think we're using him properly to the best of his uh, uh, abilities. But that's just me. Um, anyway, you know, we've uh, without the without using without a deep threat or a viable deep threat, no Martellus Bennett, no Alshon Jeffrey to go down the field with. The dink and dunk thing is how the Bears got the ball, got it done. And we did take some, take some chances later on uh, in the football game. Uh, Mariani, for, for instance, had about a 25-yard reception at one point uh, and so on. But, uh, you know, overall it was the Bears, you know, taking a five-yard route and trying to get 10 yards out of it uh, on offense. And then, uh, you know, but as I said, it's like I had a crystal ball, I swear. Because the Bears weren't able to get those those other two possessions in the end zone and had to settle for field goals, only one big play, the, the Buccaneers were only one big play away from taking the lead away from us in the third quarter, and sure enough, it happened. Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter, the Bears and the Bucks, and like I said, during the second quarter knee-jerk reaction, because of that ineffectiveness in the red zone, one score puts Tampa Bay back in the lead, and that's exactly what happened uh, on their first drive of the uh, third quarter. Uh, Jameis Winston, kind of a you know a jailbreak kind of play, breaks the pocket, running out, points to his receiver to, to, to go downfield. Uh, Charlie Sims, the third from uh, Tampa Bay, the running back, out of the backfield uh, on a horrible play by Tracy Porter. It's like in, in mid-stride, he couldn't decide if he wanted to play the man or play the ball. He decided to play the man, and he missed completely. Thought he was going to try to go for one of those highlight tackles where he just knocks him out cold and he 
whiffed completely. He runs in untouched, 14 to 13 bucks. Since then, back-to-back turnovers for Tampa Bay have given the Bears the ball back. It killed the drive uh, in the red zone for Tampa Bay. Jones Corte, uh, starting for Pozinski, who has been ineffective at safety this week, um, intercepts a pass. I mean, Winston's been begging us to pick him off all day long, and the Bears finally did it. Um, didn't do anything with the drive. However, uh, on the very next drive after the Bears punted, uh, the, the running back fumbled the football. The Bears recover. Right now we're inside. The, we're at the one yard line as we start the fourth quarter, down by one, 14 to 13. <laughs> so the momentum swinging back in the Bears' favor, even after the big play from, from Winston and the Buccaneers gave them a one point lead that they were able to hang on to uh, for the remainder of the fourth quarter. And just on a side note, for next year, one of the things that the Bears definitely need to improve on is the third quarter because it has happened too many times. Way too many times. Number one, I think it was the Redskins game, the 14th game, 13th game of the season, where they finally scored their first third quarter touchdown of the season. But there have been far too many times. I mean, we can go back and listen to all the third quarter knee-jerk reactions and see if the Bears' score is still the same after the third quarter than it was going into halftime. How many times did the Bears not score in the third quarter and have to come back and finish it or you know try to catch up? Uh, in the fourth quarter, that should be key next year is coming out of the coming out of the locker room at halftime and putting some points on the board, whether it be right away or just at some point during the damn third quarter, adding to the total of points that you have, because there have been too many times, too many times, probably enough to count on one hand where we didn't or did. I should say how many times we have, even if we just added a field goal, how many times in the course of the season in 15 games have the Bears added points? to their total in the third quarter. So, I mean, I don't even think we scored points on our best offensive day against the St. Louis Rams. I don't think we scored at all in the third quarter uh, against the Rams. So, I mean, that's the that's the kind of offense. we. That's an, a huge thing. We red zone efficiency for starters. And then number two, getting it done in the third quarter so that we're not trying to catch up or try to pull away at the last minute uh, in the fourth quarter. But rant over. Anyway, you know, in the third quarter, even though Tampa Bay had that one big play, and that's all they had was that one big play because those back-to-back turnovers killed the last decent drive that Tampa Bay had. Uh, Harold Jones-Corte, man, for a second there, it looked like he was going to lose the tug-of-war because he and the receiver went up and got the ball together, and at the last minute didn't look like he was going to come down with it, and then he finally did. Like I said, the Bears stalled out on that drive, but they changed field position, punted the ball back, and got the Tampa Bay deep in their own territory. Then the Bears were able to force another fumble and took over. That was pretty much it from that moment on. They you know, finished out the fourth quarter, another Kadeem Carey touchdown there, a few more Robbie Gold field goals because, once again, we can't score in the red zone. But, um, you know, it was a much better that, – that, that interception was the last gasp that Tampa Bay had, the one where, they, where Winston got picked off. Uh, in the end zone. And, uh, you know, like I said, the guy had been begging us to pick him off all day long, and we finally did it with Jones Corte uh, getting it done there. So, I mean, all day long, the guy had been begging us to pick him off, uh, and we finally did. And, uh, you know, it was fun to see, you know, unfortunate that it happened against Lovey, because, you know, even though I was one of the biggest advocates for the guy to be fired, it was, you know, you, you guys heard me talk about it during the preview show. We're talking about Matt Forte. You don't want to see Matt Forte go. But you just know it's time for him to probably move on because he's going to be 30 years old. The future is coming behind him. Jeremy Langford, who was the leading rusher uh, on the team, 
uh, this week, almost doubled Forte's rushing total uh, for this week. He looks like he's going to be our guy next week. Needs to, you know, work on catching the ball. But aside from that, he's good. Kadeem Carey looks like he's finally living up to his draft stock. He's going to be the number two guy off the bench next year. I like that backfield. And then if we bring Jacquez Rogers back to be like our third down special teams guy, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. I don't know about you, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, even though I was one of the biggest advocates for Lovey getting fired, I still love the guy. And it's unfortunate <laughs> that, uh, you know, he's in Tampa Bay. But uh what are you going to do? But, um, you know, it was it was fun being able to uh, to generate some turnovers, to run the football, to take control of the football game. It's just that we could just score some damn red zone points, make the whole make the make it a whole lot easier to get through uh, a Bears game. Uh, you know, hopefully in 2016, we'll be able to uh, to figure that out. But, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and give the, the fourth quarter knee jerk reaction. Jameis Winston and company added a garbage touchdown with literally no time left on the clock. Uh, to make the final score much closer than the game actually was. Major <laughs> reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Bucks, and the Bears pull it out, 26-21. to 21. Jameis Winston with a lucky heave of a Hail Mary throw right before the end of the game to make it 26-21. to 21. Otherwise, it's a, a two-score game for the Bears, and they win it. Uh, the defense was, uh, was actually pretty solid today. Had a little bend but don't break, especially on third down at the worst times uh, this week. But for the most part, Doug Martin, who was number two in the league in rushing uh, this week coming into the game, uh, was a virtual non-factor, even got him to turn the ball over uh, earlier in the ball game. Uh, the offense, uh, with, with no Alshon Jeffrey, no deep threats, uh, did the dink and dunk thing. So Jay, Jay Cutler had a fairly uh, efficient day, had a few passes batted down, but other than that was uh, was good with the football and uh, Langford and Forte and even Kadeem Carey, who had the had two touchdowns uh, today, uh, spread the ball around and uh, the Bears dominated time of possession and basically uh, just bled this game down, running the football, moving the chains, bleeding the cock and, uh, you know, ended up beating the uh, the, the uh, Buccaneers finishing the road schedule 5-3. and three. Now, if we could just figure out how to win games in Soldier Field, if we can carry this over to next year, you know, being that good on the road and then winning most of our games in Chicago, we'll have something on our hands come January uh, next year. But a uh, good way to glo- close out the road schedule with a victory over Tampa Bay, 26 to 21 as we get ready to close out the season next week against Detroit. So there you have it folks, 26 to 21 the final score and I did read a um, a, a an article or a headline to an article that said that the Bears outlovied Lovey in Tampa Bay, which makes a lot of sense because the Bears basically won the game with turnovers and defense. I mean, that's pretty much how we got with turnovers on defense especially, and that was Lovey's calling card all those years that he was here uh, in Chicago. The Bears dominated with defense and special teams, and granted, we had a huge special teams blunder uh, that made the game even closer than it should have been, to be honest with you, because the Bears really did outplay Tampa Bay on Sunday, dominated the game uh, you know, in a huge way uh, on Sunday. So, I mean, it was really fun to watch and see that. I mean, I was shaking to my boots, quite frankly, worried about uh, Doug Martin and what he would do, especially with our deficiencies defending, uh, defending the run uh, this year. But uh, you know, like I said, uh, Doug Martin, a a virtual non-factor. Um, you know, 17 carries, 49 yards, and that one one-yard touchdown after the punt block. 
Jeremy Langford, the leading rusher in the game, 19 carries, 83 yards. Matt Forte, 11 carries, 54 yards. But he sat out almost the entire second half with some kind of uh, back injury. He says he'll be okay. So hopefully we'll get to see him one last time uh, Sunday against the uh, the Lions because he's most likely going to be gone, uh, unfortunately. But, um, you know, 11 carries, 54 yards out of the backfield, 4.9 yards a carry. Jeremy Langford, 4.4 yards uh, a carry and then Kadeem Carey had seven carries for 16 yards he was more the short yardage uh, guy or the the Chester Taylor if you will where the the offensive line could block just fine for Matt Forte you remember that back in 09 could block just fine for Matt Forte but anytime Chester Taylor got the football all of a sudden three guys are in the backfield stomping Chester Taylor into the ground so maybe that's Kadeem Carey's role or at least it was against Tampa Bay where uh, Jeremy Langford and Matt Forte had green grass in front of them. Jeremy Langford had red jerseys and ugly helmets in front of him. So, uh, But he did get two touchdowns, one receiving and one uh, on the ground. So, I mean, like I said, I was really worried about wh- whether or not the Bears would be able to handle uh, Doug Martin, and they did a fantastic job uh, against him. Defense really came to play, uh, especially in defending the run, because Winston had 295 through the air. But, uh, you know, you could probably – chalk up a lot of that in the fourth quarter when they were down 26 to 14. So, uh, you know, so there you have it. But uh, we did out Lovey Lovey in Tampa Bay to to win Lovey Bowl too. Uh, Lovey's still uh, winless against his old his old team. And uh, I don't think that the Bears are going to get a chance to play them again next year. It all really boils down because, as we know, we get the NFC East, the AFC South next year, and our same place opponents we're actually going to find out this Sunday when we play Detroit, because both teams going into this game six and nine. If the Bears win, we'll be seven and nine, and in third place, and Detroit will be six and ten uh, in fourth place. So this game is basically to, you know, who's going to stay out of the cellar uh, this year? Can the Bears not only can we make a two-game improvement in our win-loss column, but can we get out? Can we improve in the standings from where we were a year ago? The the, the decided and you know most dominant. <laughs> You know, definitely without a doubt, uh, worst team in the division uh, last year uh, to being, you know, in third place and definitely a team that, um, number one, could have been a lot better. Uh, Number two, was ravaged by injuries because we'll never really know what we had with this team. We'll just know what John Fox was able to get out of the guys that he had. And it was more than we were expecting. Let's all be honest about that. And, uh, you know. Just makes you makes you excited about 2016 and what we can do with Ryan Pace and John Fox and company having another offseason to add to this talent, to put another good draft class together. Because from top to bottom, well, not the top anyway, Kevin White, jury's still out on him. But our number two pick in Eddie Goldman, our number three in, in Hermes Grassu, uh, four with Jeremy Langford, five with um, Adrian Amos. You know, the only guys that really didn't see the field were Teo Fabaluge, our six-round pick, and obviously our first pick in Kevin White, and all indications out of Hallis Hall that Kevin White's going to be the stud that we thought he was going to be uh, when we drafted him. So, you know, this could be an amazing draft class. It has been so far. Four out of the six picks are contributing, and the other two never saw the field. So, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. So, I mean, if Kevin White was out there, your first five picks all were major contributors in the first year, you know, Let's hope we can get something like, because that's, you know, you hate to say it, but that's Green Bay Packer type production that they're getting out of those guys uh, right there. So, I mean, if if we can, you know, put another, you know, one or two draft classes like that together, we'll be the team that's that people are talking about. Like, you want to be like the Bears. 
because those guys have a bunch of homegrown talent and they're all staying where they are and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we're the ones that are winning 10, 11 games every year and always in talks uh, for the playoffs. So knock on wood that that's what uh, – calm down. It was me knocking on the table. You hush. Sorry about that. <laughs> he freaks out when somebody knocks on the door. So me knocking on the table woke him up from his little nap. Anyway – uh, you know, so knock on wood, the Bears can string that uh, again uh, together again. So, so what do you say? That's uh, that's going to do it for the review of the Bears and the Bucks from Week Number 16. What do you say we go ahead and wrap up the show with everybody's favorite segment? Bear up, bear down. And before we get to our bear up and bear down segment for week number 16, want to, uh, you know, address the spread the word challenge. Can you spread the word for the Chicago Bears review? Let the world know that we are out here and that we have the best podcast about our beloved Chicago Bears for the world to hear. Um, right now, our clear leaders out of the gate, uh, Eric McCubbin and Tim Uncle Bear Sanchez. Uh, our two leaders right now, they are the ones getting the posters. If you want to catch them, you got to get to work because this is episode six of the eight that the contest was being stretched out uh, over. So the time to catch them is running out. How do you score the points? You write a review on the, for the show on iTunes. You leave comments or like the show on the podcast uh, or Podbean uh, page, CBR Podcast dot podbean uh, dot com you like the episode you put comments on the episode what have you uh retweet and repost on twitter and facebook when i release the official announcements there and any other way that you can spread the word if you whether it be on google plus uh tumblr instagram what have you if you're spreading the word of the chicago bears review you let me know i'll add it to your point total and you can start challenging these two guys who basically uh, have got it just about locked up. So if you guys want these posters, you better you better get to work because your time is running short. So just be sure to spread the word uh, to uh, to earn yourself a chance to win uh, an official Chicago Bears review poster made by yours truly. So um, you know, just go ahead and uh, get that done. So here we are, bear up and bear down. And when you play as well as we did uh, on Sunday. Lots of bear ups, not many bear downs. So we'll actually just start with the bear downs. Number one on the bear down list would have to be Tracy Porter. Uh, not because uh, he played the worst, but he made a pretty huge mistake uh, on Sunday. You heard me talk about it during the third quarter knee jerk reaction. Somebody had him like a cameraman had him singled out and was following him. And you see when the ball is in midair he kind of stutter steps a little bit like he was deciding whether or not he wanted to play the ball or play the man. Uh, he decided to play the man. I guess he didn't think he'd get there in time to get to the ball, uh, decided to try to knock the, you know, to, to knock out Charles Sims. Uh, like I said, he missed almost completely. I think he, he maybe got a fingernail on him. All it did was uh, spin Charlie Sims around and he ran into the end zone uh, untouched. And just like that, the Bears are losing 14 to 13, a terrible play on the part of Char uh, 
Tracy Porter, who could have just stopped a, a decent gain that would have given the Buccaneers a first down, but instead it ended up being a huge gaffe and put Tampa Bay back in back in the lead and what could have been a momentum killer for the Bears, but unfortunately, but fortunately for us, we were able to to overcome uh, that. Uh, the other big gaffe of the game goes to Leroy Reynolds. Uh, this is a guy that at one point in the season I praised for how he played against Adrian Peterson when he came in for, uh, you know, because I think we were having some injury issues in that football game, uh, the first game against Adrian Peterson. I remember him making some decent tackles uh, in that game. Since then, this is the guy that cost us a touchdown a punt return against San Francisco. This is the guy that gave up the block that allowed the uh, punt block uh, on the Bears that allowed an easy touchdown for Tampa Bay to get going right out of the gate. I mean, this is something that really could have murdered us from the very beginning, um, you know, but thankfully we're able to, to overcome and rebound from these two huge mistakes that made by Porter and Reynolds. The Bears were able to overcome them, but they were such huge mistakes you couldn't help but warrant their appearance on the Bear Down list this week. The other Bear Down that I had was to our red zone offense. We were in the red zone six times, six times on Sunday. We had two touchdowns, two. The two that went to Kadeem Carey, Robbie Gold had four field goals uh, on Sunday. Actually, I don't think it was six times. I think it was more like five, But because I think one of those field goals is like 50 yards. But um, nonetheless, we were, we were there five, six times on Sunday. We only came away with two touchdowns. That's... That's going to kill us. I mean, it has been killing us all year long. So, I mean, I should keep stop, stop talking about it like it's something that's going to hurt us in the future. It's been hurting us all year and uh, something that hopefully we can get figured out and figure out what we've been doing wrong uh, in the red zone when we go back and look on the season. And, you know, hopefully there's just a tweak or two here and there that the Bears need to do to, uh, to figure that out. But, um, you know, definitely give a bear down to the red zone offense. A two out of five conversion rate is not good. I mean, that's only 40%, and the Bears need to be a lot better than that, especially if you want to compete uh, next season. So now on to the happy stuff. Uh, Bear up to uh, let's give it to all three running backs. Matt Forte, even though he didn't play in the second half, uh, was, you know, 4.9 yards a carry on 11 carries. That's outstanding. Uh, Jeremy Langford, 83 yards on the ground at 4.4 yards a carry. And, of course, Kadeem Carey, while he didn't have the pretty stats, he had the big stats. He had two touchdowns, the only two that the Bears scored all day long, really showing what this offense can be capable of, especially in the running game going forward. Uh, give a bear up to Jay Cutler. Not not necessarily because of his his numbers or the way he played, because a lot of dunk, dink and dunk stuff, not very impressive. However, I did read that I think in the second quarter or the third quarter, he went over to Adam Gase. I think it was after Gerald McCoy blocked another, uh, knocked the ball out of the air. Or actually, it may have been after the, the interception, because that was supposed to be a screenplay. Uh, he ran over to Adam Gase and told him he's not running another screen until 2016. So I hope that doesn't mean literally in 2016 because it will it will actually be 2016 when we play the the Lions on Sunday. But um, I'm hoping that he means in September of 2016. Uh, we didn't see another screenplay for the rest of the game. The Bears started moving the ball down the field or taking shots down the field, and that's when guys like Mariani and Zach Miller uh, were able to start moving the uh, the chains. And speaking of Zach Miller, bear up to him. Seven catches, 69 yards, uh, outstanding for our tight end, and uh, you know. 
you know, so I give Jay Cutler the bear up for saying no more screens, basically. And I think our offense really started to light up a little bit uh, after that. Uh, bear up on the defensive side, John Timu, second week in a row. The guy's been outstanding. Uh, he recovered the fumble of um, he recovered a fumble. I believe it was the one on Doug Martin that helped, uh, you know, shift momentum uh, for the Bears. Uh, also was pretty much everywhere, played a big part in the Bears shutting Martin down uh, for the day. 17 carries, 49 yards against the second leading rusher uh, in the lead. The guy's been outstanding this year, and the Bears were able to shut him down. That was awesome. Uh, bear up to Eddie Goldman. Another sack for Eddie Goldman, even though he left the game with an ankle injury. His status for Sunday is still uncertain at this point. But John Fox was talking about him yesterday on Monday, like we're not going to see him again uh, in Week 17. So maybe the injury is severe enough that he won't be able to play uh, on Sunday. That'll be a big hole against the the, the Lions uh, on Sunday. But uh, nonetheless, you know, big in the run stuffing. And, you know, had himself another sack on Jameis Winston. That was awesome. And then finally, uh, also to Willie Young, who's just been outstanding at that outside linebacker uh, position. Hopefully he'll come back for his third and final season uh, next year. And uh, finally, uh, Robbie Gold, uh, four field goals for Robbie, including a 50-yarder against the uh, Buccaneers on Sunday. Um, You know, you hate to be a cynic about it or hate to be a pessimist about it, but, you know, it didn't really matter on Sunday. Uh, you know, we really need Robbie to step up when we need Robbie to step up. He's lost us at least two or three games this year. And with the Bears being six and nine, those two or three games could have us eight and six, nine and six. You know, could have us nine and six going into the final week of the season, still trying to contend for a playoff spot. But, uh, you know. It is what it is. We'll, 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 we'll get it figured out for next year one way uh, or the other. So bear up to Robbie for having an outstanding game, 4 for 4 including a 50-yard field goal. He did try to miss, let me tell you. He was hugging that left goal post like you wouldn't believe. He, you know, it's, it's crazy that, that we're nervous now with Robbie Gold, who was one of the more automatic kickers, you know, statistically in the history of the NFL. But uh, lately – uh, it hasn't been uh, – maybe he just needs to work on some fundamentals in the offseason to get that shored up. But uh, nonetheless, he did the job that we needed him to do on Sunday and help put the points on the board when the offense uh, couldn't. So that will do it for the Week 16 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Come back on Thursday, New Year's Eve, when we will have Jeremy Reisman uh, from the um, Pride of Detroit on SB Nation to talk about this last game of the season, the Bears and the Lions. And we will see, I'm sure, whether or not Jeremy thought that that Golden Tate uh, touchdown was actually a touchdown. I'm sure he will think that it was. But uh, we'll get his thoughts on that and everything else having to do with the Lions because they made a lot of changes for the Bears had to play them. Or since the Bears have played them, uh, they've gutted pretty much the entire organization and then have won like five out of the last eight since then. So... We'll see. Uh, we'll see what he has to say uh, about that. So uh, come back on Thursday when we talk to Jeremy and preview the final game of the season against the Lions. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. <laughs>